The next train to Tangent City departs in one minute. This is an unlimited service that may stop at reviews, spoilers, and swearing. Passengers traveling with young or conservative travel companions are reminded to read the show description before embarking on any journey to Tangent City. We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wajuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. I know they didn't allow for that. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's how it is sometimes in the Aladdin worlds. <sighs> so, everyone settled? Yeah, settled. Do you have a microphone that's kind of near I love how progressively we've just kind of more slouched, slouched and we're I know, relaxed. That's why I'm excited about the trolley because I kind of figure that if we can, we could probably do a bit of a couch record again. Yeah, go back to those days. I'm so like interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Do you, how comfy are these couches? Your the couches couch are extremely comfy. Why can't I find? Oh, because I put black sleep instead of black sheep. That would no, be why you're already saying black. <laughs> black, black sheep. There we go. That's fantastic. Well, I do work with three New Zealand ladies, so it is very easy for me to accidentally pick it up. <laughs> there, there's a few words that I just consistently say like a New Zealander now. This yeah. is something I say often instead of just this. Say this and it. Like, it's so much nicer. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, this is fantastic. Have you guys actually seen Black Sheep? Uh, I have. Yes. Mm. Have you seen Black Sheep? Yeah, I think I went to the um, preview. Really? Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. It was ridiculous, but I had to go because it was going to be hilarious. There it is, 2016. I'm like looking at the pictures of the thing that I pulled up. 2016? I'm like, oh, this doesn't I thought it was much older than 2016. Sorry, 2006. I was going to say, geez. I, was like, I haven't even had anything to drink yet. Um <laughs> So, Black Sheep is, of course, the um, great tale of uh, sheep zombies. Zombie sheep. Yes. Sheep that are zombies. Could Zombie I, just, could I just stop you there, bro? Um, <laughs> here's, a, here's a thing. Uh, yes. Like, you, you've already, you've already like, uh, thrown in a, a New Zealand accent there. Uh, you've already mentioned Black Sheep. Yes. Uh, so, like, maybe we should introduce a show and... Uh, and Holy heck. It's just okay, fantastic. Just I think two, you should totally do that. The two-minute mark. Yes. Do you think we should have, like, waited till the six-minute mark just so we could get, like, a six reference in? A six because well, it depends on where you're from. Sometimes right. it sucks, right? And sometimes it sounds like six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> so, as the as the token Kiwi here, I have to tell a little story. When I came to Australia, didn't do school for three months because we were traveling around, and then when I went to school, um, went into class, and I had to, you know, you used to rule up your pages, mm-hmm. yeah. So I asked the Girl sitting next to me, can I have a red pen? And she's like looking at me. I was like, can I, can I please borrow why? your red pen? I need to rule up. And she's like, I thought you were asking for a red pen. <laughs> a red pen. You read another red pen? Uh, no, I have, this is not sewing college. And I never thought I had an accent until I looked back at videos of us at the Sydney Aquarium. And I'm sitting there going, oh, not sitting, I'm standing. <laughs> I'm standing there going, and it's on video. Look at the fosh, look at the fosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Will you still say actually? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that does actually. come up. Yeah. Um, and when you say it, I sometimes I go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, 
son does. I've got no idea that I'm doing it. I love it. It's funny. It's funny though with uh, New Zealanders when they come to Australia and live here for a long time, they do tend to lose the majority of their accent. But mm-hmm. we we'll, just one or two words that they won't lose, and those words is like, ah, you're a New Zealander. <laughs> <laughs> well, the three ladies that I work with, their accents, they they talk about how you know when they go home, their family's like, oh, you just sound Australian now, and yep. you'd listen to them, and they're like, no. No, they don't. <laughs> I um I learnt bagpipes when I was younger and because, you know, as you do. And the family that dad ended up finding the bagpipe teacher through was Scottish. And they used to get told when they went home, Oh, you sound Australian now. He could barely understand them. They were yeah. so Scottish. <laughs> like, wow. These really, really heavy accents that you had to really concentrate to understand what they were saying. And um yeah, it was just like that spin out that their their families thought they sounded really Australian. <laughs> I wonder when you went back to New Zealand, did you end up picking up the accent a little bit? Um, like on holidays and stuff. Yeah. I think I was just more conscious of like different accents that my family had because I've got like little cousins that grew up in the north of New Zealand. So they've got that really kind of choice bro Mm -hmm. kind of accent um, versus other cousins that come from further south. And that's more like a roll your R's kind of Scottish Mm -hmm. accent, isn't it? So, yeah, Mm. it just, it just, it just is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yes. I wonder if listeners can kind of, um, because to me, obviously, everyone just sounds the same, but I wonder if our listeners can pinpoint that you're definitely New Zealand and and the rest of us. Probably not. I mean, I've been here since I was nine. That's true. Like my cousins in Victoria, they've got like Victorian accents. Mm. We're really lucky in Perth in that we don't have a very strong accent. Accent, Yeah. So, yeah. But on, on with the show and on with the – oh, do you want to intro, Lewis? Yeah, why not? Uh, welcome to uh, Tangent City. Tangent City. <laughs> I'll be doing a translation oh, for everything that, that Lewis says. I love the idea of that. It's like having an Auslan or t- interpreter but like having a New Zealand interpreter. I like yes, it. I'm quite happy yeah. to so do that. So that our, our fellow New Zealanders know what's going on. So you. yours is kind of the, the Wellington accent, isn't it? That you're going I have to go no. With um, it idea. is Wellington. Very. It sounds like the um, lady from Wellington Paranormal. Yeah. The um, police. Well, to me, anyway. <laughs> um, so I'm uh, I'm Lewis. Uh, sitting next to me is my beautiful wife, Catherine. Catherine. Ooh, I'm beautiful today, yeah. <laughs> Catherine. And sitting across from me is is uh, my lovely co-host, got uh, Rachel. Rachel. Yeah, don't think it's <laughs> That's like that scene in Love Actually where the um, the girls are talking to the guy, Colin, mm. and they're going through all the words that might sound different between like British and, mm. and American. And, and they're like, what about table? And he's like, table. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> that is a cute scene though. Oh, and dear. Cecilia. Hello. And I'm not going to attempt an accent. Yeah, come any, on. Cecilia. Any no, sort. Um, so I'll just stay quiet. See, my history with the New Zealand accent is quite long and histried. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, you sound like you've got a head cold. <laughs> Are you COVID safe? <laughs> yes, I am. Um, so a very, very long time ago, there was a film called uh, Heavenly Creatures that was released. That was terrible. <laughs> I sounded like, you know who I did sound like? Julia Gillard. No, no, <laughs> say, if you could just say for me, appreciate. Appreciate. Well, I really appreciate. Appreciate. Have you noticed that with the Canberra accent, that there's a real thing about appreciate? I haven't, but she, she's got a really thick accent. I, I always think she sometimes sounds like a New Zealander. Uh, I, I don't know whether it, it seems to be a thing because I, I 
Or is she from Adelaide? Where is she from? She's from Adelaide. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Her um, parents were Welsh. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So it might be that whole thing of like that second generation thing where you're. I mean, I was really conscious of that. Like, if we. I know that after watching a lot of TV and stuff, like my sister would say things like American instead of American. And dad'd just be like, no, 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 that's not how we say it. And would correct the pronunciation Mm. of it. Because it's just like, okay. (laughs) Because your parents to me don't sound very New Zealand y. Well, they've been here for a long time. I think they've just got the normal soft Perth accent. Mm. Mm. Um, But I watched Heavenly Creatures when I was like a teenager and I remember seeing it advertised and thinking, we have to see this, it's so freaking weird, we Mm. have to see it. So if you haven't seen Heavenly Creatures, please, seriously, what is wrong with you? Um, It is based on – oh, are you serious? Oh, my God. So, in 1954 in Christchurch, two young girls became friends and um, their friendship was very, very important to them and when it appeared that they were going to be torn apart, they killed one of the mums. Yeah, as they, you do. Uh, it's it based on a true story. Bush or something like that because I went for a tramp. They, uh, that, that's, that's a bush walk for you oh, non-Kiwis um, with my cousins and um, apparently it was something to do with that. I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, so they went like to a cafe and they went for a walk um, and the mm. the story was, oh, she fell and she hit her head repeatedly on a rock. <laughs> no. It's like, no, you beat her over the head with a brick and a stocking um, and it was pretty bloody obvious. Um, but it introduced us to both um, Melanie Liskey, who has gone on to do uh, not just two men and a kid, what, two and a half two men? A two men and a kid. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Two men and um, a kid. Three yeah, men and a baby. But she's done a lot of um, – quirky independent films and then you've got um kate winslet this is the first time you see her and indeed the first time you see her nipple um (laughs) (laughs) and not the last (laughs) um yeah and by the way um if you're looking for some um sex scenes from movies that you kind of just want to watch because you remember it being a really sexy sex scene don't type in Little children sex scene. Oh, oh, just a tip. Just a tip. I got a warning. (laughs) He was like, "Oh god, that's not what I was looking at." You got a warning. Oh, (laughs) you're talking about the movie with Patrick. Wilson, Wilson yeah, you know Kate when they Winslet fuck it the, in the laundry? laundry. Yeah, oh I my god, it's mean. the sexiest thing ever. On the laundry ever. or in the laundry? On in top. in in the laundry on top, top of the washing machine. machine. So the movie was called Little, Little Children. It was yeah. called Little Children, and there was and a sex scene in the. I vaguely yes. remember either the trailer or going to see the movie. It's quite. It's a, a good very film. good film. Yeah. It's quite t- twisted, but they have a an affair. But um. I'm like, I remember that sex scene being really sexy. Let's try and find it. And then it ca- I didn't even – I wasn't on the Google site for long enough to read what mm. the warning was. It just said something illegal. And I'm like, oh, that's not what I meant. So I started writing out the movie, Little Children, <laughs> um, scene between – laundry, the- <laughs> laundry sex scene. Consensual <laughs> sex between <laughs> yeah. adults. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, Google, I am not a pervert. <laughs> Oh my god! I haven't even told Chris that. It was just like, oh my god! I didn't mean to do that. The FBI are like at your doorstep. Like, oh god! God. Here's a warning. Knock, knock, knock. (laughs) Seriously, just got to talk to you about your Google searches. And (laughs) that's really cool. I found a lot of true crime. I think that's really awesome. Well, no, it's it's better. Well, because it's like better than inadvertently like. 
bringing up a result that you don't want mm-hmm. to see. And it's also good that people that might be looking for that, that thing sort of it might give them that whole second thought. Yeah. I have no idea. Isn't like, that all stuff on the dark web? Sorry? Isn't that sort of stuff only on the dark web? Surely I've no you wouldn't idea. be able to find it on normal I stuff. I have no idea. I oh, Obviously, I've not looked. But anyway, let's move on because we're obviously talking about New Zealand films. <laughs> yeah, and that's um, how we got on to that's how we got children. Into I don't know if Heavenly Creatures. Yes, yes because creatures. I was talking about Kate Winslet. Heavenly Creatures. Um, so I saw this film and it's the uh, – I don't think it's the directorial debut of, of um, Peter Jackson. I think it's his second film. No, no, no. Because I think Meet Peter, the Feebles is the first one. Surely that he'd, he'd done like Meet the Feebles, Bad Taste and um, Brain Dead before he'd done Heavenly Creatures. Uh, I think Heavenly Creatures might have been his first non-schlocky. His, his first mm. normal type film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you're quite right. You're quite right. Meet the Feebles and Bad Taste were definitely before then. Um, but it's it's yeah based on a true story, and it's interesting to see. I I was obsessed with this movie because it had they were like making clay um, people, and they were obsessed with this this fantasy world that they had, and I just thought that was so cool and interesting. But also, they killed one of their parents, so it's also not it's kind it's it's a really it's really scary because it's like based on a true story. And, yeah, oh. and they're both out. Um, mm. So, and one of them ended up, uh, the, the character that Kate Winslet plays ended up actually being a uh, a crime writer. So, oh, wow. Um, fictional crime writer. So, uh, not really known what happened to, to the other lady. She kind of um, has gone on to, I think she heavily regretted what happened and sort of has, has hidden herself as much as she can. So, mm. uh but I remember seeing that and it became like this ongoing theme with me and my friends where I would just do this terrible exit and it would it the line I used to say all the time, which is not from Heavenly Creatures, I think it's a line that I made up. Um, absolutely fantastic, what a beautiful baby. <laughs> um, and I think it's because I don't know why, but I was watching I have a memory of watching a race ahead. Um and isn't there that some kind of creature that like kind of slides around on the floor? Lewis, that might be your department. Uh, what, Eraser head. I'm not sure. I don't know. There was some whack movie that I saw on SBS, and I was yeah sitting around with my friends watching it, and I was doing a New Zealand accent, and then it was yeah. But anyway, um, so that's my history with New Zealand films. That's where it began, and it's still an amazing film. It totally holds up. It's amazing. Absolutely that's, fantastic, indeed. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I can't believe you've not seen that. I know, um, murder, you know. I know, but you it's a very small part of the film. Really? Most of the film's um, about their relationship mm. and I think it was 1954 and I think that their families thought they were having a lesbian relationship yeah. so they really wanted to separate them. They yeah. were just very close friends. Um, it, you know what annoys me with history? Sometimes people will say, uh, these two people uh, were very close friends, so it's thought maybe they had a relationship. That's not always accurate. Nah. They were maybe just really good friends. Exactly. Um, really but, like drinking yeah. cups of tea together. Hmm. That's right. Hmm. Uh, but all the best people have uh, terrible bone and lung diseases. That's an, uh, a line from Heavenly Creatures that I just... <sighs> nice. Yes. I'm anyway. going to to watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah but, same. But before, I want to watch it with you. But before yeah. uh, Peter Jackson got into making uh you know films like uh you know uh, uh, heavenly creatures and uh and uh, lord of the rings and the hobbit 
and King Kong, uh, all of which I'm pretty sure they're all filmed in New Zealand as well. So uh, they've got that going for him. He made uh, a trifecta of gross-out, schlocky films, uh, Meet the Feebles, Bad Taste, and Brain Dead. Uh, and th- these films are cult classics. Uh, I think they might have been banned at one point in time. I've never seen any of them. Have neither. you not? Um, they're, they're, they're all like, uh, you know, very uh, practical effects, puppet-based kind of uh, comedies. Um, and the uh, Bad Taste uh, was like an alien invasion movie. Uh, and uh, Peter Jackson played the character of Derek in, uh, in, Derek. in the, uh, the movie. And uh, he had a couple of classic lines in the film, including, I'm a Derek and Derek's don't run. <laughs> and uh, suck my spinning steel, shithead. <laughs> Mm. Charming. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's yeah. Very, I don't like this Derek. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Derek is Derek is a great character. Derek uh, sounds like a duck classic, to me. <laughs> classic, classic New Zealand character. Classic yeah. Derek. Um, yeah, but it's a it, yeah, it's one of those films. If you like schlocky, if you you like, uh, I mean, Meet the Feebles is like rude puppets, like just some really sick. Rude puppets. Don't they have sex as well? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It's and this is all before like you know Avenue, uh, Q. Avenue Q. This is before that uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy film uh, the other oh, the other yeah. year. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is he was the uh, the innovator of disgusting puppets. So, um, <laughs> but I mean, it, someone had to. Yeah, be. but all of that like led mm-hmm. on to his his feature film career and and like led to the film industry in New Zealand. <laughs> so so it's a uh, yeah, pretty pretty impressive stuff that he did. Um, but there are other uh, other films that uh, were were made in New Zealand. Some of them you probably wouldn't know were made in New Zealand. Although Kat did notice it when she was watching one of them, which was uh, Wolverine. When Wolverine was made, there was a scene where he drives over a bridge, and Kat was like, "That's in New Zealand," and I could tell because the bridge he's going the wrong way um, oh. because of the way that the, the signage was on the on the bridge. Really? I do not remember that at all. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Mm. So, yeah, it was uh, It was like, because you look at the... the but why would they have left the signage on the movie? Because they expect that people won't notice it. Are you sure that I didn't say I knew which bridge it was? Was it like a notable bridge? No, it wasn't a notable bridge. It was like one of those, you know, those one-way bridges that they've got in New yeah. Zealand? It was kind of like that. So how could he be going the wrong way on a one-way bridge? I, I'm not sure. There was something about the bridge that you noticed. And, and then yeah, you so it, it probably would have been like the bridge in Seddon where the rail goes over the top or something like that. Mm. And I would have been like, oh, that's New Zealand. Now we've got to watch, the, watch Wolverine again. So yeah, I'm really out. confused. I do not remember <laughs> that at all. Yeah, that's funny. I just realised doing a quick search on Peter Jackson that he is responsible for the film The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. Oh, yeah. I didn't oh. know he, he did that film. I know that film very well because I watched it when I was far too young, like everything <laughs> else with, I, I was watched. Say, as with all the movies um, you watched. But I didn't realise it was a Peter Jackson film. So there you go. Um, Interesting. He liked his frightening films there for a bit. But I guess you look at Lord of the Rings and there's some pretty frightening things in there. Like those orcs, man, they're like seriously scary to look yeah. at. Yeah. I mean, it's not my kind of film. I didn't get into it. But, you know, I can see why people dug it. Was James an orc? I think he was an orc and I think he was a villager and mm. I think... Your cousin? Yeah, my cousin. He had a few different characters. The, the, the great thing was he got a scene on, I can't remember which of the Lord of the Rings movies it was, they stood next to Peter Jackson in this pub scene where Peter Jackson was actually on screen 
and then when it got cut down to video. Oh, he's not in it. it. Cut oh, that's horrible. Yeah, no, I had an aunt that was a hobbit because um, she was old and very short. <laughs> um, and What are your qualifications, ma'am? I'm short and I'm old. You're hired. <laughs> we won't have to do anything with this one. <laughs> and... <laughs> Who was in Amelia? Amelia was in a few movies mm. as well. I think As she an was an elf. elf yeah. yeah, which is kind of cool. Cause she's well into her Dungeons and Dragons mm. and stuff, and Lord well. of the Rings. Yeah, very cool for her. So, yeah, bit of um, family history in there. Was back back of the Y? Was that just a TV show or was that a movie as well? Did they do a feature length? Thing? I think they did a movie. On That's it, yeah. what I thought. So, back of the Y was this thing where it's just it, it's the Probably the epitome of silly New Zealand humour. So this guy basically trains because he wants to climb and jump off the back of the Y in the Hollywood sign. Oh. And it's it's so silly but so much fun. If you can track it down and watch it, you should because it's got stunts, it's got ridiculous humour and this just this aspiration to travel to Hollywood and jump off the back of the Y. Is it wait? Is it a documentary or just a it's fictional? A, it's fictional. Yeah, yeah, right. but it's one of those. Sort of fictional. Mo- mo- I went a little bit. It's okay. Fictional. <laughs> fictional. Fictional. I don't know. I'm lost with that one as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's one of those things. It's like a mockumentary style of filming it. So yeah, I love that. It was um, good. So have you heard of this to- terminology? Okay, boomer. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was watching, there's a new show, it's not new anymore, it's been on for ages, uh, on ABC iView called Reputation um, Renovation. It's not called it's not called <laughs> Reputation. Oh, um, yeah, no, it is. It's, it's by it's, two comedians who. Yeah, females. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, I, Zoe Norton something. Norton Briggs or something like oh, that. I, oh. I'm shocking. Um, but, yeah, they one of their things that they do is they go through the OK Boomer thing. Ooh. And. Uh, Reputation f- rehab. There you go. I was close uh, to so renovation. K- Kirsten Drysdale and Zoe Norton Lodge. There you go. Uh, we were close. I got the Zoe Norton bit. Yeah. Um, I was nowhere near but it. But, yeah, one of the episodes they do this OK Boomer thing and apparently um, there's a, a young um, senator or, or member of parliament, a, a female uh, in New Zealand who – was doing a speech. So, so just to break it up there, um, New Zealand Parliament is unilateral, so it's only got one house. Okay. Ah. So it's just MPs. Just MP. an MP. Okay, yeah. she was just an MP, not a senator. <laughs> no, no, so there's just MPs. Like everyone, Everyone's equal. <laughs> everyone's equal. Well, um, uh, Except for Jacinta, who's held up on a pedestal because she's freaking awesome. She should be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was making some kind of speech and she got interrupted by an older gentleman and she just went, okay, boomer. And then it just went nuts and she became oh. viral um, and then the okay, boomer thing happened. So she created okay, boomer. Well, I think it was around beforehand and she said that she had been watching some TikToks with her 13-year-old ah. brother and she said, I've never said it before and it just came out <laughs> because she'd been watching these TikToks. So I thought it was going to become like a thing like the Pavlova, like who invented it? Australia <laughs> or New Zealand, the Pavlova controversy uh, of the we're century. We're just one country really, aren't we? We just need to we yeah, just, what other things have we stolen? Oh. Actors? Sam uh, Neill. Russell, <laughs> Russell, Russell, Russell Crowe. Crow. Sam Neill. Sam um, both of whom were English, weren't they? No, Sam Neill's uh, from New Zealand. Uh, British. 
What? Probably born in New Zealand. Probably born in Look England. her up. I'm, I'm oh, Sam, sure. Sam Neill? Yeah. He's British. He's British. He's but British. New Ze- but New Zealand claimed him. And, um, and just then Australia claimed, claimed him. And we claimed him. Yeah. Well, we need to completely yeah. look this up. Born in Northern Ireland. Ah, there you go. He moved to Christchurch, New Zealand. Irish. In 1954. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He moved to Christchurch when that murder happened. <gasps> in Christchurch. FYI, my mum was one when that murder happened. <laughs> oh, my God. My mum was born with oh, me and the murder happened. Is it Wikipedia photo. Isn't he gorgeous with his wine? Check out that Wikipedia he's photo. He's got adorable. his own winery. He's just um, the best. Everyone needs to do this tonight. Everyone needs to go home, find a quiet moment. Go on Twinnies Instagram. And go and listen to Sam Neill just reading The Owl and the Pussycat. There Was it is, on YouTube? Uh, I don't know whether it's on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook or what it is, but it's freaking great so i sometimes youtube suggests things for you and you're like how and why but i think i know why because i listen to a lot of those asmr things Mm -hmm. and um it popped up with benedict cumberbatch reading something for an hour and then it also gave me why didn't you send this to me oh my god and then the other thing that popped up was matthew mcconaughey (laughs) wondering about life all right all right all right for like an hour (laughs) And then there's like I can't I can't find it in my history now because it's full of like kids shit that Bryce has been watching. Um, but it's there's one thing where Matthew McConaughey is basically like sitting at, at a, a table having a whiskey. I'm sure it's some advertisement for some whiskey that he has. It's just like wondering about life and uh, he's got a, he's that. got a he's got a book, guys, that mm. I need to only get on audio books so I could just listen to him. <laughs> Do you, you guys listen to um Dax Shepard's uh podcast? No, I don't. I uh, need to because uh, he was on that recently. Oh, beautiful! And it was just so good. Anyway, getting back I, to I, New Zealand, I never things. saw that Gentleman's Club. Is that what that movie was? Oh, the Guy Ritchie film. Yeah, that had it was the Ma- gentleman. It, um. Is Matthew McConaughey in that? That's a great yeah, I never, I never sure got around to seeing it too. I, w- I want to. Because um, that had a lot of whiskey, so maybe it was a tie-in with that. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, Wando, uh, Wando, Wonder, Wonder Sleep Story, spoken by Matthew McConaughey. <gasps> yes. Um, and then um, ASMR, Matthew McConaughey, Wonder Sleep Night Story. <laughs> He's um, Alright. <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. Right. Matthew McConaughey watches right. Rain and muses for hours. <laughs> I'm gonna bring our speaker thing into the bedroom tonight and that's how we're going to sleep. <laughs> he is in the gentleman as well, by the way. Like he is? Correct. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. I was um, like mm. That that's brilliant. He he's got a great voice. So he talks about how Oh my god, I said the gentleman's club. That makes it sound like some weird strip movie. <laughs> Uh, isn't that some place in, in Northbridge? Uh, yeah, it probably is. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I love how you do the tassels. <laughs> so um, so that from the girl, the, the first reaction that she has when we've got, because we bought Deadpool's head because, you know, why wouldn't you? <laughs> it's to walk up to him, have a bit of a conversation with him, and then just like, just go, so my boobs. <laughs> he was at, he's at tit height. He's at booby height, I know. He's at tit height. <laughs> and he didn't say anything appropriate. Oh, well, he asked me what my relationship was like with, with my your second, second cousin. <laughs> Like, well, he's I mean, never said that before. Um, <laughs> it's got nothing to do with my boobs. 
but anyway, New Zealand films. New Zealand. So, um, Baby Done came out this year. You guys didn't get a chance to see no. it, did you? Oh my god, it's glorious. So, um, a young girl whose ambition is to travel to Canada to be in these um, tree climbing competitions. Oh, her wow. and her boyfriend are like tree. Are like they're like arborists, so they climb trees and chop down the branches they need to chop down. Blah blah blah, mm. and that's her dream, right? Um, and all her mates are getting married and having kids and she's she's at this, um, you know, baby shower of her friends and she's just like looking around, talking to her other single friend who's, well, she's in a relationship, but her friend who's also like, you know, just adventuring about life, not interested in family or friends or, or babies or anything like that. And she's like, marriage, house, baby, done. Let's it. these people are finished now because they've got their thing. And then she finds out she's pregnant. Oh, no. But she's still determined to, like, travel to Canada even though she's, like, soups pregnant. Um, but, yeah, it's very, very funny and it's got some – it's got um, Rachel House in it who he's been in, like, probably every Taika Waititi film. But, you know, as soon as she was on screen, you could tell the Taika Waititi fans because we were all like, oh, it's Rachel House. <laughs> nice. She's so good. But, yeah, it's But this it's was brilliant. produced by him. It wasn't directed by him. No, yeah, produced by him. And I th- I want to say it's got some connection to The Breaker Upperers, which came out last year. Yes, I love but this I, I'm film, not sure The, of the Breaker connection. Upperers. Um, I'll have a quick Director look. or something like that maybe. Um, I know it's not the writer. Mm. Um. It might just be the producers. Mm, interesting. So, The Breaker Upperers, have you guys seen this film? No, I wanted yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, so this did we is- see it? I did. That was mm. the one where they went and they had the, the, like a message gram kind no, no, of service. People hire them mm. to break up with people for them mm. uh, and in, in some cases like put in scenarios and like, oh, no, I'm sorry, he, he's dead. He's, yeah. he's dead. Uh, you died and, and now, now uh, you, you can't see him anymore because he's dead. And that, that sort of thing. Like they just uh, make up stories. Yeah. I, I love the New Zealand sense of humour and how it comes across in film. I just Their comedies are just so good. Yeah, it, it stars um, – so it's directed by Madeline Sammy and uh, Jackie Van Beek and it also stars both of them as well, okay. uh, along with um, Celia Pacola is in oh, it. Oh, I forgot she um, was in it. Yeah, but no, it, it's a good film. Um, I'm just wondering if one of the producers is maybe um, – With oh the no, connection with Baby Done. Kathu Neal. Uh, produced Taika Waititi satire Jojo Rabbit. So I think there's a couple of different connections with um, Uh, Taika Waititi's work and these guys as well. But, yeah. While it's a a bigger, like, per capita, I think that the industry is quite big, Mm -hmm. but it's quite small in – in real terms. So relatively, it's quite a big in- industry, but um, it's quite small. So I'd say that there's a lot of people that know each Crossover. other and probably work together. Absolutely. And yeah. support each other, which I think is pretty cool as well. I was listening to a podcast today and two actors were like sort of wondering, oh, I wonder if there was a bit of fallout between that particular actor and the showrunner as to why – that particular actor had not been in more episodes or had a bigger role. And so they spoke to the showrunner and they said, look, it came down to this, like, I thought he was great, but I was actually trying to promote two of my friends at the time. It was probably a really bad choice, but this is why I gave them more airtime and him less airtime. It was just something really simple like that. But I guess you do want to, 
you want to support the people around you, your nearest mm. and dearest in that kind of industry. Yeah. The connection was producers, by the way. Taika Waititi ah. did both and a guy called um, Karth O'Neill. So it's uh, like that's Matthew, who, but Karthu. Yeah, that's what um, – Oh, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, mm. that's what Cecilia was just saying. So that's – I wasn't listening clearly. But the, <laughs> what the, about – They're really starting to get a bit of variety in as well because it's not like they're just producing the same thing over and over and over yeah. again. And that's what I quite admire about can we get onto it. Taika Waititi, (laughs) is that he does very, very different things. So while the humour is still there at its core, um, if you look at something like Hunt for the Wilder People versus anything else that he's done, it's been quite different. It's just got this core quirky humour that is like his signature, I guess. Yeah, Mm. yep. But it's so different. Every time he approaches a movie, it's a very different story, very different characters I really admire that. Mm. Yeah, because I remember seeing uh, his work for the first time when I saw Boy. Ah. And um, he it's about a young boy whose father is never around. And so he's he's got this mythical idea of how amazing his dad is. Mm. Um, but his dad's not. He's kind of a drop dead, you know, a, a deadbeat. But it's so you've got a kind of a serious story that's got – comedic elements wrapped around it and it's set in the 80s you've got some michael jackson stuff going on um like dancing and whatnot and then of course hunt for the wilder people has some really dark elements to it as well because you know he poor old um i forget his name rocky i want to call him rocky but i don't think it's rocky i think that's his character's name in deadpool (laughs) oh no i can't remember (laughs) um but you know he he doesn't have uh family and he's been Kicked around from oh Ricky, I was close. close. Um, Ricky Baker, that's it. Um, but, but yeah, he's gone from one one house to the other and just gets kicked out because his behaviour is so bad. Mm. But then he gets placed with um, uh, Hick and Bella. Um, and I won't give away the spoilers, but yeah, it's it, it's got some sad elements to it. And Sam Neill's fantastic in this film. He really is. And you kind of wonder why that couple even wanted to be foster parents. And, yeah, and he didn't seem like he was a bit – No, he didn't hit. seem like he was on board. No. <laughs> but he was amazing. But, I mean, uh, on so many levels, like, his character reminded me of my grandfather who was – he was so loving on some levels but on other levels Tough. he was just sort of off on his own direction. It was, it was so bizarre. Mm. Anyway. But um, just that movie, the humour, but the, the the real human element to it, mm. like, ah, oh, just it's very and well the, done. And then, of course, Thor Ragnarok, that counts, right? Well, uh, we're going to go, like, you know, filmed in New Zealand or filmed by New Zealanders. <laughs> so, yeah. So we'll take oh, no, because Taika, yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah, Taika, I mean, yeah. he's a huge... I mean, part of New Zealand. I mean, I see. I remember his um short film, two two cars, one night, two thousand four. I remember at university that was one of my um. I did a film, a couple of film units, and they made us watch that film, uh, short film. I think it's about eleven minutes, but I think he got a nomination for an Academy Award for for short film. So if you ever get a chance to check it out, I think it is on YouTube. So um, what's it called again? It's called Two Cars, One Night. 
Um, and basically the premise is about two young boys and a girl who meet in the car park of a rural pub in New Zealand. And, uh, you know, when, I don't know if your parents ever did this, but they used to go to the pub and my brother and I would be in the car sometimes, mm. like, a bit naughty. Um, it is indeed on YouTube. But, uh, yeah, it's basically about some friendships and rivalries that form uh, in, in That's that, pretty that. cool. So, yeah, no, um, and it's it's quite different to a lot of his other work, so. But, he, yeah. he also directed a very short film called Team Thor, which is, you know, where Thor, like, moves in with somebody. <laughs> That's <laughs> classic stuff, yeah. Thing. Yep. Um, but, I mean, he's in Thor Ragnarok as well as, like, that rock Korg. creature. Korg, that's right, and he mm. reappears in Endgame. Mm. I mean, he's so good. Yes. Yeah. He really Piss is. Piss off, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Piss off, ghost. And there he goes, your hammer pulled you off. <laughs> <laughs> your hammer pulled you off. That's yeah. a very close relationship you've got with that hammer. <laughs> <laughs> but he seems really lovely as well. So he did that um, Skype reading thing of James and the Giant Peach. Oh, no, uh, I didn't know that. Oh, you need to look it up. It's just he gets this wonderful cast together to read James and the Giant Peach. Aww. And I know that Roald Dahl is a little bit controversial at the moment. Is um, he? Oh, my gosh, oh. I've missed something. Um, maybe it's not at the moment, but he made some sort of anti-Semitic. Um, oh, they all no, did. No, sorry. He, and so his family are constantly apologising for it and they, it's good that they recognise that it's really wrong, mm. the statements that he made. And so that's sort of coming to the fore because it's something where at the moment we really do want to look back and go, oh, well, that was wrong and mm. it's good. Um, that, that's the problem with um, people from history. There, there are complications with them. Oh, it's complications with people that are alive. I spoke to one young woman who um, she's a, she was a massive Harry Potter fan. Now she feels really torn about it because of certain statements mm. that and stances that the author has made. Um, and so all of her tattoos that she gets are largely Lord of the Rings. She's like, yeah, because, you know, J.I.R. Tolkien, he's dead now. He can't say anything wrong, and we're pretty sure of where he stood on a lot of things. So <laughs> when the we, we think that he's okay. comes out. <laughs> I know, that's what I was thinking. That's all you need. I always thought that about tattoos. Like, if you got a symbol that then, like, inexplicably became, like, a symbol of something bad or mm. against the flow or whatever. I think Harry Potter is now part of the um, – part of the world and we have to accept that she's made mistakes and not dis not remove harry potter from our lives completely because no because the the, the films and exactly stuff were so beautiful and and the actors and the artistry that went into it it's just i will not give her another penny nah nah there's so much more to harry potter than if than you want JK to borrow my Rowling, dvds just so. you know come over <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the unfortunate things is of course that uh, you know they're still you know, there's one person, and obviously the books. Okay, if you buy the books, then probably the majority of the money is going to the bookseller, and then she'll get the residuals yeah, for that. Yeah. The movies and the theme parks and all that kind of stuff. There are other people that your money will go to as well, and mm. she's one of those people, obviously. Mm. But there are other people that will you know miss out because yeah, of because the, you're cancelling her. Yeah, the ignorance of the things that she said. And it was interesting that Kat and I were actually watching a. a uh, Supergirl season four today, and Dreamer is a character in the in the show, and in the show the the character is half alien, half human, 
but is also, and the actress is a, a transgender woman, uh, is also transgender in, in the show. And it was interesting when she was going through you know, who she is and what she likes. One of the things that she said was she was a Harry Potter fan and she was, mm. was she Gryffindor, I think? I think yeah, so she went through and she basically said, um, I'm half, I can't remember what the alien race was, um, my mum's this, um, my dad is um, human and they wanted to show that there's nothing wrong with like having a relationship and I'm, well, I think she had a sister, didn't she? Yeah. But, um, you know, we're like the pro- product of that and we're fine and we're born on Earth and it's this whole like, you know, aliens versus humans kind of thing and um then she goes on to say um i'm a trans woman and i'm a gryffindor and i i love harry potter and it's just like and it's kind of cool that she just like just goes through the whole thing but i think we're both sort of like oh okay hang on because most trans people are really against um, Harry Potter mm. and anything J.K. Rowling's or any was anyone. I previous? mean, our window is very small. Yeah, it probably probably was a couple of years ago, so mm. maybe it was beforehand. But one of the good things about Harry Potter is uh, I saw um, I saw that uh, Daniel Radcliffe and uh, you Lionel posted Weasley something and uh, Hermione Gray, uh, oh no, Emma, <laughs> Emma Watson. Watson and they've all came come out and said them. some some. Pretty strong words, basically yeah. saying they don't agree with, yeah. with her. Yeah, and the thing, I, the thing. I'm sorry, we are tangenting quite severely away from oh, the topic. Oh, look, but, I mean, it was always going to be that way. But the thing I don't understand is how a person who writes a book like Harry Potter, where people in the book can literally change their their form, who they are, mm. to be something else, has such an issue with people, you know, changing to be the changing their outside to reflect who they are inside that is weird to me that she can't you know connect those dots mm. i think it all comes down to life experiences and what you've been exposed to upbringing mm. religion uh, there's so many things that mm. come into it and I, I don't agree with anything that she says but she can only learn from here and just like myself i've said and done things in the past that now i look back on and would be a, a completely embarrassed about things that i've said and done but I've learned over time and terminology mm. has ta- changed over time and, you know, and things are changing incrementally. And Chris just got a game called Cyberpunk um, and, you know, you get to create your character and you can actually create a trans man or woman if you if you choose to. Mm. I, I chose to uh, create a trans man. So, um, and I just think that's so cool that, you know, people can get that game and, and do that and mm. feel like they're actually being included in society. And I think it just comes down to the fact that everyone's got a different upbringing and, you know, I, I was lucky enough to meet a trans woman uh, or a trans man, I should say, uh, like a quite a long time ago. So I've been exposed to it for a long time. Yeah, I think that makes a big difference it, for people. It does. Mm. And to know someone personally who has gone through that struggle and to understand it on a different level as opposed to like, you know, so separate from it, she's just fine thinking about, yeah, I, yeah, there's a big separation. I think unless you know somebody or 
you're a bit more open-minded. Because you gain understanding as well. And when you know someone, I guess it's a bit easier. Mm. But I think that one of the things that I've been really lucky about is that I didn't grow up in a religious household. Mm. Um, My parents, uh, I guess like one of them has particularly conservative views in terms of politics, but in terms of like sexuality and that kind of stuff, it was just never a big thing in my household. Like, um, one of my parents always had colleagues that were gay and it was just like, it just was what it was. And so, and then I went to school in Fremantle at a, um, at a public school. So it was just like, it just was what it was mm. and nobody really cared. And I'm kind of lucky like that. It's just like going, oh, well, oh, look at that. I've worked out to be straight. That's just interesting. But you know, it's just is what it is. I had a similar experience where my parents didn't, it was just wasn't even a thing to the point where it didn't get discussed at all because it was such not a thing. Mm. And um, my, even my grandparents, um, it was not a big deal for them either. They had a friend who was gay and obviously it wasn't talked about, but, um, you know, that was their friend. He was gay and it wasn't a big deal. Mm. So this is something that my mum grew up with. Yeah. And it just especially in that era in the 50s and 60s, it would have been very strange. Mm. Um, so she's grown up with that and then she's passed that on to us. Which is so, so cool. And hopefully that's what new generations are going to be like. It's it's so, honestly, it's so nice to be um, like one of my friends has got a new girlfriend and I was just showing a picture to Bryce and um, he's like, oh, are they going to get married? And I'm mm. like, yeah, maybe. Um And, you know, my trainers got married this year, two females. They've Mm. been together for like, I don't know, 16 years or something, a really long time. But I'm just like, oh, look, that's them at their weddings. Oh, cool. But they also, kids have this way of not overcomplicating things. Mm. They'll ask questions to the point of their understanding, if you know what I mean. Yeah, true. So maybe in a couple of years' time he would ask those questions. Mm. I don't know. Or maybe not. (laughs) um, Maybe it's just that, um, you know, that whole osmosis thing mm. that because society has sort of, um, become more relaxed about it in general. Mm. I know that there's still a right-wing element out there, but um, I think that the generations that are coming up at the moment are going to be like that. I mean, you're still going to have the indoctrinated assholes, but um, you're always going to have a little bit of that. A, a friend of mine, um, she came out to her family, but it was kind of like the the – the little people in her family, it was just like going, she was like, oh, what's this going to be like? And they were asking her all the questions, but in a really nice way, like yeah. not in a, it's like, oh, so you're going to get married? Okay. Yeah. Like exactly yeah, what like Bryce was like. Way. Yeah. Mm. I mean, they're a little bit older than Bryce, but it was just like, it's, it's amazing just that kids are, uh, kids are adaptive. Mm. And if they've got some good influences around them, and I think that the media, largely taking a better stance on things like you're saying um having trans characters Mm. that are played by trans people Mm. on tv shows for instance i think that you know we're coming leaps and bounds Mm. still a long way to go yeah yep (laughs) we do (laughs) Um, how did we get onto this when we're talking about new zealand well i I, I guess a great way to lead back into it is um taika waititi's jojo rabbit you, that's kind of told from the perspective ah. of such a young child, mm. and I think that that's a you know um, World War Two and how he kind of develops a friendship with a Jewish you know 
girl, but mm. you know he does. It doesn't matter because it's it's all about friendship, and he you know slowly becomes. Oh, it you, mattered in the beginning. Well, yeah, <laughs> it certainly mattered in the beginning. But you know, he slowly learns that you know, um, you know, people are people, and you know, there's more to it than labels. Mm. And so, of course, you've got that gay couple in the in the movie as mm. well. But I can totally relate to that that boy because uh you know when i was growing up uh, you know growing up catholic mm-hmm. and you know growing up like all the information i got was gay people bad yeah and and so that was something i had to change in my myself through you know uh, you know meeting gay people understanding that they're you know there's nothing wrong with them they're you know just that's their orientation and you know there's nothing to fear from from you know gay people mm-hmm. but that was something that i had to to learn and so i can relate or to unlearn that, or unlearn yeah mm. i had can relate to that kid because mm-hmm. like i had some horrible like ideas when i was uh, a child um because of the, the the things that like in that circle like you, that you, you were you were told and like the things that they were told about jewish people you know and you're a kid you believe what adults tell you mm-hmm. and then you've got to you know, grow up and, and you learn by exposure and stuff like that and it, it wasn't till like uh i was in my late teens early 20s where I actually started meeting gay people and and talking to them and and realizing that you know there's there's nothing different or wrong with with gay people and so that's what I see exactly where that that character comes from because that's the journey he's going on mm. when he's thinking that that uh, Jewish people were actually you know monsters and had these powers and everything like that and then he meets a Jewish person and went oh you're just like me yeah really, at the end of yeah. the day you yeah. only know what you know mm. until you know something else. Yeah, and I think that's the kind of message and, and power of that film is teaching people that, um, you know, that you can't believe what people tell you and you've got to, um, yeah, you know, everyone's everyone's the same. Well, everyone's different, but yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we, we should all be treated equally. Um, we've got more similarities than we do yeah. differences. Differences, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so funny that you talk about your Catholic upbringing because I went to Catholic school, but my mum, we went mainly because the education, um, the educational options in the area that we lived at were limited. And that was seen as the, the best option education wise. So my mum was all like, don't worry about all that. It's all bullshit. <laughs> That's, <laughs> I don't think she ever said anything exactly like that. But she, when I came home and said stuff to her, she would always redirect me. Mm. And, you know, she had some interesting stories about nuns um, because she was taught by nuns and ah. she always tells this story about this girl in her class um, uh, putting her hand up and she was a really studious um, student. The nuns loved her. She was just that perfect mm. student. And she put her hand up and really, like, wisely said, I don't understand why all of the statues of Jesus are white mm. where he um, where he was born, everyone who's born in that area has darker or olive skin. Mm. She got caned for it. <gasps> oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I always think about that story and, and yeah, and how my mum my always made sure to, like, if my mind was getting narrowed in some way, she'd make Expand sure she tapped it, out. it yeah. and, like, went, open it up, open it up. So, Very cool. Your mum's pretty I awesome. I know. She is the best. I think that's such a valid question, though, to be asking. You shouldn't be caned for something like that. And children should be, mm. like, encouraged to ask. Oh, I'm not yeah. going to start getting into <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. education and stuff. But uh. um, speaking of education, though, so um, one of the things that I was always raised with was that 
growing up in New Zealand, I didn't have much of a sense of colour. So um, you talking about like, you know, being raised in a certain way with um, Catholicism and gay people. When I came to Australia, um, there was an Aboriginal girl in my class and no one wanted to play with her. And I was just like going, oh, why can't we just hang out and like, why, what, what's the issue? Oh, Aboriginal. And it's just like, oh, so I used to hang out with her. Mm. <laughs> so I, just, I could not see the difference because I had friends that were Maori, friends mm. that were Samoan, friends that were like, I don't know. I think there was some like European like people and like, you know, from different European countries, not just like England and <laughs> Like everyone was a bit of a hodgepodge, even though, and I just, I, I couldn't, like, my little, like, I think I was probably about nine or ten, my little nine or ten-year-old mind was just, like, going, what? I don't mm. understand. Mm. Like, how, what's different? And I think that that was a really cool thing that I was, I was raised with was just, like, this whole thing of just, like, what's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> there is no difference. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we were lucky enough to go to a school that had a lot of um, – Indian kids, uh, mm. Vietnamese kids, like, you know, parents who were Italian, all that sort of stuff. But unfortunately, the Aboriginal thing was and still is a big thing. Like, you know, it, it need, there needs to be a lot more. I think there is more done uh, now education-wise. Oh, the kids have got a much more. So my favourite thing that's happened this year was going to see the WA Museum. So... Um, I got a notification saying it's the last day to enter into the draw. I tried to get it. I didn't get in. So I entered thinking, oh, Lewis's um, nieces and net, sorry, nieces and nephew. I always say nieces and nephews accidentally. Um, that'd be perfect for it. Mm-hmm. And because um, you got to pass for six. And I thought, oh, beauty, like the family can go off and do it if like I get it. And so I messaged Rebecca and I said, um, the kid's mum. I said, hey, have you gone into this? Because I've gone in and then, you know, the kids can go. And she's like, oh, I'm so glad that you messaged me because I completely forgot about it. I meant to do it. So she did it and she got tickets. I didn't. And so she's like, come along. So went along and they had some beautiful, beautiful things um, in terms of the space and what they did with it. But they've got some static stuff, no, not static, um, some temporary exhibits that they'll change as time goes on. And one of them was song lines. And so it told the story of um, the seven sisters and the kids were enthralled. They were absolutely into it. They like had this sense of respect around the the um, the aboriginal culture and the stories that were being told and i was just like this is really really cool already bryce has more information about the culture than i did when i was his age Mm. and older Mm. yeah (laughs) you know so but it's lovely mm, it's really encouraging um but yeah sorry (laughs) digressing again (laughs) but but it is interesting for me to work with three new zealanders Mm. and to have them have so much more education around the maori culture Mm. and words that are just maori words they use all the time and it's it's not even just like part of the like accepting their culture or whatever it just is part of their that's them it's just the everyday yeah 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 Mm. and it's so they 
come here and they see it's so different here mm-hmm. than the way we've dealt with Aboriginal culture and and the fact that we don't talk about the massacres that have happened in the mm. past. Yeah. You know, when I went to um, Victoria to live for a year, I was stunned by how, like, I just didn't see any Aboriginal people mm-hmm. and I learned later that they were basically wiped out in that state. Mm. So, it and it just was, like, mind-blowing. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty confronting when you realise and when you sort of, like, ask the questions as to what's going on here. But, um, yeah, so... That, uh, yeah, I can understand you colleagues having quite the culture shock when they came over here. Mm. Mm. Have yep. they got kids and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, like, for them, I guess they probably um, want to expose them as much to the, the local Indigenous culture as well. Yeah, I don't know. As, like, learning about, like, the traditions from home. Mm. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I just – oh, speaking of um, <laughs> cultural stuff, um, Once for Warriors is one that we yes. haven't spoken about. I never got through that. It's so confronting. I, I really struggle with violence against women yeah. and I understand why the film was made and, yeah. and yeah, but I just can't. It's, it's a hard watch. I think I've only seen it twice. Mm-hmm. And the second time I watched it, I think on pay TV, and I was just like, oh, why am I watching this? But it was, it's important that it was made. Yeah. But, and it launched, you know, a great career mm. with Tamara Morrison, but it's just. It's <sighs> very confronting. Yeah. And so many issues as well, like, yeah, it's you know, drugs and rape and just not cool. And just parenting where people are just like so oblivious to what's going on with their kids. I think the sprinklers are on. (laughs) I was like, it's raining again. It's raining. Nah. Um, Another really famous film is The Piano. Yes. Which um, Jane Champion. Yeah. Did I figure that out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Neill and uh, Anna Pack. Oh, Paquin. I can never say her name. Anna Paquin. You got Paquin. Yeah. Think um, Pac-Man, but Paquin. <laughs> yeah. Or Penguin, but Pac. No, that's not. Oh right. my! What Penguin? <gasps> penguin. The Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Yeah. Which is um another. I mean, yeah, another beautiful film. Very uh, famous one. Um, so, never is it seen beautiful? the piano. Yeah, I think I tried, and I got to the bit where um, oh gosh, I can't even remember his name. Um, the guy. Um, I can't recall the film very much either. I know I've seen it, but and I know it's always referenced. There's a between but. Harvey Keitel and Holly Hunter, uh, and I turned it off. Like, I can't. I think I was too I young. I think I was very young when that came out. I'm yeah. trying to think what year it was because oh, Anna it's Paquin. Like 93 at least. No, 93? it must have been later than that. Later? That it came out. Oh, maybe 93, maybe because I think I was around high school age. I think okay, I remember so it being on more, Fox Maybe Hell. 96 then, 96? Well, I, you probably didn't see it brand new. I'm pretty sure it's from 1993. Okay. Uh, yeah, 1993. What year was um, – what was the Brad Pitt movie where they went to World War Two? There were three brothers – uh, Legends of the Fall. Oh. I think that that was around the same time and that was on Foxtel and I'd rather watch that a million times over. Anthony Hopkins as the father. Oh, wow. I, I do like that film. Mm. 
I haven't seen it for a really, really long time. No, nor have I. Um, Actually, maybe that could be one of those um, eight-year-old. I mean, I know we weren't eight, but (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if it actually holds up. Yeah, Yeah. because there is that idea of – so I was mentioning off-air the meme – is it a good movie or did you see it when you're right? <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's a couple we might it's also be good, um, at some stage. Al- also good TV shows. You've got like Flight of the Concord. Oh, my goodness, uh, yes. We, we spoke about um, what we do in the shadows uh, in a- another episode on vampires. So, if you want to check that one out. But that's a film and then there's the spin-off of, you know, Wellington Paranormal. But interestingly, the, the TV show for uh, what we do in the shadows is American. Is American. Yeah, so, that's interesting. But, there but is, it's got New Zealand car- uh, actors in it. it does, but it's got yeah. Mac Berry in it as well yeah. who's American. Mac Berry is English. British? English. English. I always remember Shortland Street. Did you ever watch that, Kat? Um, I did watch a little bit of it. It was something that um, I think I started watching it on an airline or something like that. Neighbors, yeah, it's like neighbors. Yeah, it's kind of like neighbors. Yeah, Yeah. a little bit, a little bit less dramatic. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. A little bit more country. I don't know. Two the two shows that uh, I I like know from New Zealand. Uh, that like have a very special place in the heart of most uh, genre people is uh, Hercules and Xena. That was ah, filmed there, of course. Yeah. Yes, and it was uh, yeah because Sam Raimi produced them. He's an American, but uh, yeah, it was all filmed in, in New Zealand. And uh, uh, of course, uh, Lucy Lawless has gone on to a, quite a successful career in other areas. Uh, mm. Like I love it when she pops up and stuff. She's still, but to me, mm. she's still Xena. No matter what, <laughs> when, whatever she's playing, she pops up. She's still Xena. <laughs> Um, have you guys ever watched The Casketeers? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? So this is a Netflix. Um, sounds horrible. T- yeah. No, it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> if it's got anything to do with caskets, I'm out. <laughs> it does. It is set at a funeral home oh. and it's a documentary series and it follows this family-run funeral home and they do a lot of uh, traditional funerals and um, it, it was great to to watch and learn some of the culture firsthand, or not firsthand, mm. secondhand. Um, but you know, the, the the keeping the the Maori stays in the house overnight, mm. um, and you sit with them mm. the whole time. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, well, I know. Reminds me of that Jewish, isn't there? Uh, the sitting Jewish? shiva. Oh. Yeah, yeah, shiva mm. as well. So it's, yeah, uh, I think that's the ver- uh, the the vigil. The vigil, yeah, they stay overnight uh, with them. But that, it's the same sort of thing. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah. But, anyway. but it is very interesting. It's kind of like it's funny in bits and then mm. really sad and heartfelt Very touching. Other bits. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, I watched it on a plane and mm, Cal was like, what are you watching? And I was like, oh. I was this. like, watching some of the visuals. I don't I'm like, think going, I could <laughs> watch it. Hey, I really don't. Ooh. It's it's kind of lovely, but you, they've got New Zealand accent, so it's, it's they could they could be telling you that they're serial killers and like cutting people up, and it's like yeah, as long as you keep using that accent, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so then I chopped off her head, and after I chopped off her head, I chopped off her hands as well, and I buried them separately. <laughs> oh God! See, I'd, you're laughing. <laughs> I'd love to get hold of. And I'm sure Tamara would agree. A copy of Under the Mountain. She. Is it under the mountain? Under it, the mountain. I'm pretty she's sure it's obsessed called. with. That's yeah. like a kids' so TV was, show. Yeah, or so movie. it was a TV show, and it was based on a book. And the book was actually a little bit better than the TV oh. show, but it was just like, well, because I guess special effects and stuff like that were so limited back in the day. 
But Under the Mountain was um was one of the things that I remember as being a locally produced thing in New Zealand. Yeah, and she says she can't find it anywhere. And I know. It's really frustrating. I'd love to get my hands on a copy. I'm sure someone must have it somewhere. I mean, it was only Channel 1 and Channel 2. One of them must of have an it's archive. it's got Sam Neill in it. Oh, yeah. does it really? It does. Yeah. Wearing a pretty interesting looking coat. Actually, it looks really good. <laughs> it, it's... I could get around that. Yeah, read the book maybe because the book was actually, I remember actually, the book being I very visual. I read the actually, book. Actually. And they had these monsters and they had to escape them and they had these rocks that they held. Oh, yeah, I that's, think defi- I got that's given definitely this what she's book. talking about. I think really? I got given a book when I was nice. young of this. Um, when it, You know when you get a book award at school? Mm. I think I was given one. Hmm. I'm 90% sure that's what that was. Anyway, there you go. That's pretty cool. But yeah, it's just uh, like there's, it's amazing that, so, and this is, I mean, I work in an industry where some of the organizations are really big and they do some good things. Um, I work, my organization is in the same industry, but it, it, it really, for the size of it, mm-hmm. it punches above its weight. And I think that Australia does it, but I think to a greater extent, New Zealand does it mm. in sport, in, um, and particularly in film. I think that they've developed this amazing culture. I think that they've had some really good forerunners, um, that have gone, ahead and created the capacity for a really good industry so if you end up with the opportunity of going to new zealand um, and are in wellington drop into weta studios it's um it's a really cool thing book in do a tour they've got some really cool stuff like based on stuff that's already been made mm. but also stuff that's not been developed yet um there was a graphic novel that we picked up and i can't remember the name of it for the Ah, but it was so cool. And they made props and stuff from this graphic novel. And I really hope that they make it into something. So, yeah. Get your head around some New Zealand stuff. It's awesome, people. Can't mm-hmm. wait to see what comes uh, next from New Zealand because yeah. it's always good. That's yeah. right. Go get yourself some L&P and Perky, banana, perky Nanas. <laughs> no, I'm all about the fish. All about Chocolate, Chocolate fish. fish. Chocolate I do fish. need to go and make another and pineapple lolly, lump. Oh, lolly cake. Lolly I'm, cake. I love lolly no, cake. I should have made lolly anyway. cake for today. I've got, oh, I've got oh, the makings. Oh, I'll make some for Christmas for you. I, I just don't understand it. It was way too sweet. But the CEO at our um, workplace is from New Zealand and we've got a Christmas decoration competition going on and I might have to make some to bribe so that we win. <laughs> Do it. Because our decorations are pretty lame. <laughs> That's awesome. Always with the bribery. All right, people, um, you should jump onto the social medias and follow us if you want to hear a little bit more from us. Um, gentlemanofpopculture.com is where you can find the raft of podcasts that we seem to have developed. And if you liked what you heard today, please do us a little review and hit us up with some stars. Yes. We'll catch you next year. Bye. 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 This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.